And uh, so I want you to stand to your feet and let's give the prophet, the friend of our house, a good round of applause as he comes to minister to us tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's give Jesus a great praise. Oh, come on now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to see all of you again tonight. So glad you're here. You may be seated. I have, uh, as always, immensely enjoyed my time with you, and I pray that the word God's given us has uh, gotten into your spirit and is making an impact in your life. How many have gained something out of the last two nights from the word? I feel like God has spoken some things uh, that, are, that are powerful. Uh, the whole series on more, the whole series on more is, I believe it's a 10, 10 part series that we preached and really it was a multi-layered prophetic word that God really gave to me to speak into the house. And I've only hit like, I've got three nights, so I've only hit three segments of it since I've been here. But if you'd like to get all of it, uh, there's some really good stuff in this. And that God gave me concerning this year of 2017, that was one of the things that I, I, I failed to mention that, a lot of this really gets deep into the significance, uh, even the prophetic significance of this year of 2017, which is in the Hebrew calendar, the year 5777. So if you're into numbers a little bit, uh, you can kind of put that one into action. So if you don't have this, I pray you get one tonight, and uh, I think it's $20 uh, for basically 10 parts and I believe it'll help you and it'll bless you and uh, I pray that if you enjoy it then send it to somebody or uh, connect with us online and get one for someone as well and if you'd rather have a CD series and not the DVD then please go online they'll make sure you get one praise God tonight I'm excited about tonight this is uh, out of the the segments of this series uh, this is one of my favorite segments of it because I believe that God, uh, when God anoints you in the prophetic, um, I don't believe the prophetic is as predictive as it is creative. And a lot of people just, that, that's where people get confused between psychics and true prophetic ministry. Uh, God, God was not a predictor. God was a creator. And when God would speak, things would get created. And under true prophetic anointing, God is speaking a creative word into the atmosphere regarding your future. And in many ways, he's speaking your future into existence. And uh, so this word that I'm going to deliver to you tonight is going to release some things into your life to understand that already resident in you is the key to activate greater blessing than you have ever walked in in your life. Let's all stand across the house tonight if you would. And I want to read to you, and I'm gonna go into the book of Genesis, the 22nd 
chapter, Genesis, the 22nd chapter, and then, well, the reason I can't find it is because I'm in Exodus. Lord, when you get beat at golf every day, you just get depressed and you know, you get so down, you don't know what to do. You just all have to pray for me. But I did beat, uh, what's his face, uh, Lincoln. Lincoln, I did beat him. If he would have beat me, I wouldn't have come to church tonight. You'd have to have somebody else preach. <laughs> Praise God. Let's, let's go into the 12th verse. Let's go into the 12th verse of the 22nd chapter of Genesis. It said, and he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns, and Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen or it shall be provided. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of the heavens a second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. Now back up to Genesis, the first chapter. And that's right after the table of contents. Genesis, the first chapter and the first verse. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. And God said... Let there be light, and there was light. Now, I want to stop here for just a second because so many times we read Scripture and we move through it so quickly that we really don't stop, in essence, and meditate upon three words. And we think about the light and we think about all the other things, but I want you to think about these three words. And God said... So we understand that the condition was darkness, the earth was without form, it was void, and darkness was upon the face of the earth. So the condition was chaos, darkness, and emptiness. And so what did God do to deal with it? He spoke into it. Did you hear me? He spoke into it. Now I'm going to lean over to this side. He spoke into it. And so then when you move, and uh, I have preached out of this segment many times, so you may have remembered me doing this before, but I want you to move down to the sixth verse, and God said. Ninth verse, and God said. 
11th verse, and God said, 14, and God said, 20, and God said, 24, and God said, 26, and God said, 29, and God said. Everything that has anything to do with who we are has to do with a God said. Are you with me? When you go into John 1, 1, which we know deals with John the Revelator's understanding of the incarnation of Jesus Christ. I will let you sit down in a minute, but you've got 60 more seconds. In the, in the incarnation of Christ or the revelation of the incarnation of Christ, John said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. A few verses later, it said, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. But I want you to grab hold of the statement, in the beginning was the Word. Every Genesis, every beginning begins with a God said. It begins with a divine declaration. Everything that has ever been created has been created from the genesis of something that God has spoken into existence. That's why the Lord is trying to get through to you. The word of God is nigh thee even in thy mouth. Oh, somebody help me for just a second. And so we see here in Genesis, the first chapter, it's all about God speaking, not God predicting, not God feeling something, not God saying, get ready in a few days, light is going to, no. God said, let there be light. And God said, and God said, and everything that was of darkness was dispelled, everything that was of chaos was dispelled, and everything that was of emptiness was dispelled. Why? Because God God spoke into it. Somebody give God a praise. I'll let you sit down. All right, now, get ready, because I'm getting ready to preach tonight. I have preached a little bit last night night before, but I'm getting ready to preach tonight, because this is in my wheelhouse tonight. I want you to understand that God is getting ready to release some things into your life and there's some things that have already been deposited in your life that has already been spoken into your life that it's time for those things to be manifested in your life. If you understand in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and then it said and the word became flesh and dwelled among us. I want you to take this into a context of the God said of your life is getting ready to become flesh. Now, nobody's hearing what I've said. I said the God said in your life is getting ready to become flesh. It is getting ready to be birthed. It is getting ready to be manifested. It is getting ready to go out of the faith realm into the evidence realm, into the tangible realm, into the realm that you can see it, feel it, touch it, hold it. And all of a sudden, everything about the son of the living God begin to be birthed. It begin to be brought forth. Jesus became 
became flesh. But in the beginning was Jesus. In the beginning was the Son. But then the Son became flesh because the Son was birthed. Everything that God has said about you, you better hold on to your hat. I believe in the next 150 something days, there's getting ready to be a birthing and a manifestation of things that many of you have heard a decade ago or two decades ago or three decades ago or five years ago. It's getting ready to come to pass. Somebody give God a shout. God deals with Abraham, the father of the righteous, and he deals with him in such a way and Abraham refuses to withhold his son. And everything about Abraham's future and destiny is connected to Isaac. Isaac was the prophetic promise. And everything about your future is connected to your Isaac. But then God says, I want you to lay your future on the altar. I want you to lay your future on the altar. And I want you to sacrifice it. And God watches Abram go to the top of Mount Moriah and tells his servants, the lad and I, or my future and me, are going to worship. First time the word worship ever appeared in scripture. I know you know that. But it's the first time the word worship ever appeared in scripture. He said, we're going to the mountain and we're going to worship and we're coming back. So he goes to the mountain and he lays his future he lays his God said on the altar and he draws back the knife to slay it and the angel of the Lord stops him and then God says to him, now I know. Now I know because you have not withheld your future. I'm just catching my breath. Then the word comes to him and the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. Now he's already spoke to him, but now he speaks to him again. And he says this, I, and he said, by myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast, not, thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in Blessing, I will bless thee. Let's go. I have preached this scripture for years under the context that as God blesses you, don't ever limit him because in the middle of your blessing, he'll bless you more. And you know what? I believe that. But I believe there's a deeper word in this. Because as you recall the swindling of Jacob with his brother Esau had to do with him stealing the blessing 
and the birthright. Now, if you understand anything about this, you'll understand that the birthright basically had to do with Esau's share of the inheritance. But the blessing was something different. Because then when you move into the last chapters of Genesis, you'll understand Jacob begins to release blessing or prophetic utterance over his sons. And that's where we understand by prophetic revelation that Joseph was declared to be a fruitful vine. That's where we learn about the destiny of Levi. That is where we learn about the destiny of the sons and the grandchildren of Reuben, etc., etc. It had to do with Jacob's last utterances, which were prophetic utterances, or they were the blessing on Joseph, the blessing on Reuben, the blessing on Levi, the blessing on Benjamin. Are you with me? So what is God saying here to Abraham? In the blessing, I will bless thee. What you've got to understand, the key to your future is not in your education, your street smart, your university smart, whatever it might be. The key to your future is not how many years of experience you have or how much passion you have. The key to your future blessing is in something that is far greater than any of that because that's earthbound. What I'm talking about is something that was created in the heavenlies. And what was created in the heavenlies was a God said over Abraham. And he he said you will be the father of a great nation and your seed will be as the sand of the sea and the stars of the sky and it didn't matter how old Abram was or Abraham became the what the, the God said over his life took preeminence over it the blessings that were loose to Abraham were because of the prophetic blessing that God had declared over him him. The blessings that came upon David were connected to the prophetic blessing of the God said that said you would be the next king of Israel. Is anybody with me tonight? So now we're moving back into the Genesis principle. And the Genesis principle is this. God spoke things into existence. He calls Abram out and he leaves his homeland and he hears from heaven and God said that kings will come out of your loins. God said your seed is as the sand of the sea and the stars of the sky. And now God said after he said, now I really know I can trust you. Now in the blessing is the blessings. <laughs> Stay with me. So back up to the 15th chapter. I'm going somewhere with this. 15th chapter, first verse. 
And after these things, and what are these things? These are when Abram has his encounter with Melchizedek. He gives him tithe of all. Uh, there's a whole divine encounter happening here. The encounter of the, the priest with Abram. And it says, and after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. That's a simple statement God makes. How many have heard this statement before? Well, I want you to understand something. What the word shield means protection. Great means abundant, increasing, enlarging, and multiplying. Reward means wages, pay, or blessing. But children were considered the reward of the righteous. Now every... Hang with me on this. Everything that God said to Abram connected to something here. Said, first of all, I am the protection of what I've said to you. Then he said, I'm your shield and thy exceeding great reward. So great means I'm abundant, I'm increasing, I'm enlarging, and I am multiplying. Now what did he say in Genesis 22? He talked about multiplying. And he talked about increasing. And he talked about how it's going to go into a, a, a nation of a huge population. All of that. But he said exceeding great or multiplying reward. And that word reward there stemmed to blessing slash children. Say, so what does this have to do with anything? You got to understand, we're dealing with a distinct declaration that God had spoken Abram, over Abram. And what does he say to him? You will be the father of a great nation. All right, great. I'm going to be the father of a great nation. Yet I go childless. God didn't care about the present moment. All God cared about was here's the prophetic blessing that I've spoken over your life. And he says, well, I, I go childless. And he said, don't worry about that. I am your shield. I am going to protect. You got to understand, God just doesn't say things to you, but God protects what he says. God is more concerned about him fulfilling his word over your life than you are. God's the one that his credibility is at stake. God is not a liar. God speaks only truth. So if God has made a prophetic blessing spoken to your life, then God becomes responsible to protect that prophetic blessing. And if he has made a declaration, I remember when Nicole was young and God speaking prophetically over her as a young girl and through many dangers, toils and stairs, battles and ups and downs. But yet what does God do? God protects the prophetic blessing. LD, I remember when you were beginning in ministry and you had dark brown hair. I remember that many, many years ago. And I remember preaching in Lima. And I remember God declaring things over your life. But the thing is, what we forget is God just doesn't speak it. God protects it. 
said, I'm your shield and, that, and I am the exceeding great reward. You're not going to have any children unless I'm in the middle of this thing. You're not going to have multiplying unless I'm in the middle of it. You're not going to have prophetic blessing unless I'm in the middle of it. You can't unplug God from what God has declared over your life. Abram would have never had a child unless God supernaturally brought it to pass. And how did he bring it to pass? He kept telling them, you're going to have an heir out of the loins of Abraham and out of the womb of Sarah. So out of dead loins and a barren womb, I am speaking the future into existence because your barrenness and your dead loins do not stop me from bringing to pass what I have said. So I'm going to protect what I've said. You've got to understand some things. There are things God has spoken to you, telling you a decade ago, two decades ago. And if there's anything in your past that has not been fulfilled in your presence, you better realize one thing. The shield, which is God, is standing in front of it and said, no devil will assassinate what I have said over your life. And it's going to take me to bring it to pass. It's going to take me to bring it into manifestation. You will look and say, my loins are dead, my womb is barren, this cannot happen, and God will say, I am the God that spoke to darkness and created light. I am the God that spoke to the void and created an overflow. I am the God that makes a way where there seems to be no way. Quit telling God how he can do what he does better than anyone, and that's me, God. We're so programmed. I'm going to meddle a little bit. We are so programmed, and all we do is think about retirement. Because the government has said, because they've taken your money for years and put it into what they call social security. And if you can live secure of what you're going to get back from them, your lifestyle is a lot lower than mine. What am I getting at? So now we get plugged into a mindset, okay, when I hit a certain age, if God hasn't done it by the time I'm 62 or by the time I'm 65 or whatever that age may be, if God hadn't brought it to pass by then, then I guess it wasn't God. Abram and Sarah were both old. And God said, let's get started. Now, you didn't hear that. I said, Abram and Sarah were both old. And God said, let's get started. No, 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 no. You're not listening to me. Abram and Sarah were old. And God said, let's get started. Some of you are thinking God has passed you by and it's over with and the Lord saying, I'm getting ready to get some things started in your life and you're thinking about riding off into the sunset and I'm getting ready to let the greatest sunrise occur that you have ever had in your life. All right. In blessing, I will bless thee. 
Every blessing that has ever come to my life has come out of what God has said to me was his plan for my life. When my parents, uh, they were married later in life and I was born very close to my dad's 50th birthday. They weren't planning on having kids. And my mother became pregnant and independently God spoke to them and said, the child that you're carrying will be a male child and will be a prophet to my people. And so God spoke this to my mother. And this was back before ultrasounds. And is that what they call it, Dr. O? Ultrasounds to where you conceive and three days later they tell you what sex the baby is, you know. Uh, that was before then. You didn't know what you had till delivery occurred. And so my mother has this and ponders it in her heart. And God speaks to my father the same word in a different way. And then they start talking and they started talking about what they're going to name me. And my dad said, well, this is what I think his name should be. And my mom said, well, this is what I think his name should be. And they both looked at each other and say, you know, well, what if it's a girl? They both looked at each other and say, it's not going to be a girl. And that's when they exchanged notes that God had spoken to both of them that it'd be a boy. So when my mom went into labor, they had one name and it was Mark Timothy. So my dad's in the waiting room, which I guess I'm old school. I, I was there for the birth of both of my children, but I could have just as easily been in the waiting room. It wouldn't have been a tragedy in my life either. <laughs> and I know that sounds very uh, Archie Bunker-ish, but my dad was in the waiting room and the nurse comes in and she said, well, Reverend Bagwell, your wife's in labor. She's doing well. And, uh, you know, she's trying to make conversation with dad. And most of you uh, did not have the privilege or experience, may I say, of meeting my father. But he was about six foot five, had silver hair like Pastor LD. And um, he was a big guy. He was about six five, about the, that when I was born, probably 240. And so he's pacing in the room and she says, well, Reverend Bagwell, uh, what are you going to name the baby? Said, name will be Mark Timothy. Well, what if he's a girl? Won't be a girl. Said, well, there's a 50-50 chance. Says, no, there's not. Said, well, how, how, what do you mean there's not? God spoke to me, spoke to my wife. It'll be a boy, and it will be a boy. We have no girl name. Because God said he'll be a boy, and he'll be a prophet. And she says, well, we'll see. He said, yes, we will see. Well, what if it is a girl? Then send it back. <laughs> so a few minutes later, she comes in. She goes, it's a boy. And just walks out on him. But see, everything about every blessing that has ever occurred in my life has gone back to one simple God said. He will be a male child and he will be a prophet unto my people. So every blessing that has ever been loosed in my life has been loosed because of the original God said or the original divine declaration over my life. I really don't have to get a brand new word to access today's blessing because all of my blessings are connected to 
to the original blessing. And everything about other prophetic words that have come forth have never been in conflict with the original God said. There are things that God has said about I would, uh, I would cry aloud and I would spare not. I would sound like a trumpet and hit like a hammer. But it all goes right back to the original God said. Everything God spoke to Abraham in some way, shape, or form got right back to the original blessing. You will be the father of a great nation. Your seed will be as the star of the sky and the sand of the sea. So every blessing that God loosed had to do with the original thing God said. God's prophetic utterance over your life forces God to bless you. No, you're not wanting to hear this. You, 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 you want to stay home tonight and barbecue ribs or something. No, listen, everything about God blessing you has to do with God empowering you to fulfill what he has originally said about you. If you really believe that the things that God has spoken to you through prophetic utterance, through dream, through vision, through whatever method, angelic appearance, whatever it might be that God has declared into your life, you have got to believe that the blessings that are loosed into your life have direct connection to the original ordained, spoken, God said over your life. What's God trying to do? He's just saying, okay, for you to fulfill this, I gotta do this. And for you to become this, I've got to do this. And for you to have the resources to get from point A to point B, I've gotta do this. Okay, now it's 2017. But what I said to you, Tim Bagwell, 63 years ago, I've still gotta show up 63 years later and bring blessing to you today to fulfill the original blessing that I've spoken. Some of you are getting ready to tap into this thing and you're going to have to understand there has been a commanded blessing that God has preordained over your life and there's no devil in hell that can stop the blessings of God from flowing to only believe ministry because of the original God said over only believe. There's no devil that's going to stop Pastor Dosick from fulfilling everything that God originally declared because the blessings have to come in 2017 because God is the protector of what he said to your man of God four decades ago. Now somebody's got to help me today. Okay. Now go to Leviticus 25. I'm almost done. Exodus Leviticus. Okay, make sure I got the right book this time. Leviticus chapter 25. And let's start with 18, verse 18. You with me? If you got it, say amen. amen. Leviticus 25, 18. Wherefore, ye shall do my statutes and keep my judgments and do them, and ye shall dwell in the land safely. And the land shall yield her fruit, and ye shall eat your fill and dwell therein in safety. And if ye shall say, what shall we eat the seventh year? Behold, we shall not sow nor gather in our increase. Then I will command my blessing upon you in the sixth year, and it shall bring forth fruit for three years. 
And I want you to settle in here with this just a second. Now, I'm not going to preach some big extensive thing about the year of Jubilee. I know this is a year of Jubilee. I know it is a very significant biblical year of release. The Hebrew year is five, number of grace, 777, which is the anatoxin of 666. It's a year of completions. It's a year of fulfillments. And uh, I, I, I want to say that to you. I believe that in this year, we're going to see some things that some of you have said have not been fulfilled. I believe we're going to see some completing of some things, some fulfilling of some things. And then the release and the revelatory understanding of new things that God's getting ready to do in you and in us. It is a year five, grace, seven, 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 the antitoxin of six, six, six. Bless God, everybody gets hung up on the mark of the beast. I'm excited about seven, seven, seven. I'm, ta- I- I'm excited about the mark of Jehovah, the mark of Jesus, the mark of the Holy Ghost. But in this Jubilee uh, commandment, God says, all right, now, I want you to let the the, the earth rest on the seventh year. You're going to rest. The earth is going to rest. Your servants are going to rest. And so um, just don't do anything the seventh year. It's a Sabbath year. And they're saying, well, Lord, how are we going to survive? How are we going to eat? You know, what are we going to live on? And the Lord says, I will command blessing upon you in the sixth year. And it's going to be so great that the blessing of it will carry you for three years. Now, I want you to grab something here. God is all about speaking some things into existence. And all we have to do is say, I'm going to believe you're able and I'm going to obey and do what you tell me to do. Now, I'm not, I'm not getting into, a whole, well, you should not work in the seventh year and all this. I'm not getting into any of that stuff. I, 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 want, to t- I want you to take a, a New Testament principle and God's saying, listen, I've given you commandments. I've told you things that I want you to do. And if you'll do that and let me be God, I will command blessing on you. And the blessing will be so great that what will happen, what was he saying? In the sixth year, I am going to command blessing. And you may have a a ewe sheep that has never bore a lamb, but you'll bear triplets. Just just hang with me. You may have a tree that's been given a 30-fold harvest, but it's going to give a 100-fold harvest. Are, are, Are you following me? So what's God doing? God's saying, all right, I want you to dedicate the seventh year to me. Now, this is what he's saying in the Old Testament to Israel. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak into the sixth year that will cause the seventh year to be so blessed. And while you're replanting in the third year, the carryover from the sixth year will still be so sufficient that you'll live off of it. So, oh, praise God. I want you to hear me on this. God's getting ready to start commanding some things 
into existence in your life. God's getting ready to start speaking some things into existence in your life in ways you will not be able to understand. God has ways of bringing blessing to you that you know not of. God's got ways of drawing favor to you that you know not of. And I am not just simply talking about finances. I'm just talking about living in an overflow in your life that is unlike anything you have ever lived in before. But what is it all caught up in? It's caught up in what God would say is a commanded blessing. Would say, well, that was just for them. No, everything about every blessing that has ever been loosed has been a commanded blessing. God commanded light. The whole, read the whole first chapter of Genesis. You'll find out of everything that God said, He commanded it. It was a commanded blessing. It was commanded. Okay, there's darkness. I command light to take authority over the darkness. It was chaos. I command order to take authority over the chaos. It was void. It was empty. I command fruitfulness to take authority over the void in the emptiness. So God looks at Abram and he said, I am commanding and I am declaring that you are going to be the father of a great nation and your seed out of your loins are going to come kings and the enemies are going to be your, your seed they're going to possess the gates of their enemies and your seed will be as the sand of the sea and the stars of the sky. I command that. And I command every blessing that is necessary for that to happen. That will mean that I will resurrect your loins and I will heal Sarah's womb at an appropriate time that you will bring forth the child to promise. It is a commanded blessing. Therefore, I will protect what I say. So now God's talking to Israel saying, you do what I tell you to do. If you will trust me, then I will command things to happen in the sixth year that will overflow into the eighth year. I want to ask you a question. If God would do that under the law, how much more would he do it under grace? If God would do that under the blood of bulls and uh, lambs and uh, doves and all the sacrificial system that did not have the power of one drop of the blood of Jesus, how much more is God ready to do it for us under the blood of the Lamb of God? If God would do that back then when one man could enter into the glory of God, if God could do that back then when he dealt with one man like Moses or one priest like Aaron or had one prophet that was speaking, how much more is God ready, willing, and able to speak some things into existence that will create such supernatural blessing for his people that we will possess the gates of our enemies. The wealth of the wicked is not laid up for the wicked. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Oh, something just hit me. We get all frustrated as God's people and some of these devils out there with all the money that they have to work with and we get frustrated about it. Instead of getting frustrated about it, start shouting about it because say, God, you said that wealth is laid up for the righteous. So let them get richer and richer and richer and richer because someday we're going to possess it. Someday we're going to take ownership of it. Someday we're going to walk into it just like the sons and daughters of Abraham rose up in Egypt and in one night 
God restored everything they needed financially to be a wealthy nation. Why? Because it was a commanded blessing. See, this, this thing with Israel and Egypt doesn't line up with what God said to Abram. But yet when it was all said and done, when they started knocking on the Egyptians' door, they had no choice because there was a commanded blessing that was in action. Some of you getting ready to knock on some doors and instead of those doors being shut, they're gonna open wide. Instead of people putting the checkbook away, they're gonna open the checkbook up. Instead of your ministry being hindered, it's going to be expedited. Instead of your business being restrained it's going to be expanded instead of the bank saying no they're going to shake their head and say I don't know why we're doing this but we say yes instead of people rejecting you they start embracing you why because you're going to begin to walk in a commanded blessing and what will happen in the commanding of the blessing now go back God will do so much in a particular year that it will overflow in multiple years to come and it all stems back to this what has God said to you about you I started preaching full time in 1972 if my math is correct that's 45 years ago And if you think in 45 years, I haven't been at points of wondering how I was going to make it or how we were going to keep going. I got news for you. It's not been all easy. But he protected what he said about me. And he became responsible to bless me with what I needed to get to the next year or the next three years or the next five years. And the only thing I've got to go, every blessing I have is connected to the original God said blessing. Now I, I challenged you the, on the opening night to write down if it's nothing else, write down one thing that you want to see more in in your life. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Is what you're asking for more of connected to what God has said about you? And in all probability, it will be. You've got to, you've got to look And, and see, a lot of times people think that the, the prophetic ministry is just about calling you out and saying yay, yay, nay, nay, and go, go, and jump, jump. And a lot of times it's getting you to understand how to activate and fully maximize what's already been said. I enjoy... Anytime somebody speaks a word into my life, exhorts or reaffirms or reconfirms things that God's already spoken to me. But you want to know something? If nobody ever came to me again and spoke a prophetic word, all that God has already said is going to be empowered 
by whatever blessings are necessary to bring it to pass. If I need a building, God will supply me a building. If I need a million dollars, God will supply a million dollars. Are you hearing me? If you need your company, if you need six new employees, then God will make sure you have the right six employees. If you need healing in your body, God will supply healing in your body. He said, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness and I'll add the other things unto you. So what begins to happen? When you start seeking his kingdom, what are you really seeking? You're seeking divine order. Well, what is more divine order than the personal God said over your life? So the order for your life is what God has declared over your life. Now, the word to Dr. O is different than the word that God spoke to me. So for him to have order in his life, God has to empower that by supplying whatever he needs. But for him to have it, he's got to seek that God will fulfill what he's declared. And then God says, I just add what you need. Pastor Dosick's call to the nations of the world is different than what God has called me to do. We're both called to preach the gospel. We're both called to stir the gifts of God that are within us. But he has a unique, specific calling. God did not call me to 52 weeks a year pastor in Bodkins, Ohio. He called me to be in the metropolitan Denver area. So God has to supply unique things to him that are different than unique things that I need. But as he seeks divine order, which is to be in the perfected plan of God, then God just says, I'll add the other things to you. And if you need your youth renewed like the eagle, I will renew your youth like the eagle. If you need healing and strength, I will give you healing and strength. If you need a financial miracle, I will supply a financial miracle. Are you following me? And all this has to do with a commanded blessing. So in the illustration out of Leviticus, God says, all right, for you to fulfill what I have commanded you to fulfill. And this is simply this, let the earth rest, you rest, your servants rest. For you to fulfill that, then I have to do something. I have to bless you in the sixth year and bless you so much in the sixth year that it carries you till the harvest of the eighth year, in essence. Are you catching what I'm saying? So it wasn't them that says, okay, God, could we have the earth rest in the seventh year? No, it's God said, I want the earth to rest in the seventh year. So for the earth to rest in the seventh year, I have got to give triple blessing in the sixth year. I've got to do something miraculous for you in the sixth year to get you through the seventh and get you through that third year that has to do with you back into the regular principles of plowing, sowing, and reaping. So I have to do this this in the sixth year to get you to where you need to be in essence the eighth year. Stay with me. So if God doesn't do what God's supposed to do in the sixth year, they all die in the seventh year. But God protects his work. And he said, I'm the one that told you to do this. I'm the one that told you to build the church. I'm the one that told you to start that company. I'm the one that told you to do whatever it may be. So now I have to show up in essence in the sixth year to get you through the seventh year, to get you into the eighth year. It is my responsibility to protect the integrity of my work. Now, I'm preaching a lot better than you're shouting right now. 
So what has he said to you? What has he promised you? What has he declared to you? It doesn't matter if he was in revivals in the theater building on Maine and Kibbe and Lima, Ohio. It doesn't matter if there's something about that word that has to have an infusion of blessing, then God will bring the blessings because of the blessing. So what I want you to grab hold of tonight, because I'm getting ready to pray with you. What I want you to grab hold of tonight is quit throwing your prophecies overboard. Because when you're ready to quit, God's ready to start. No, you didn't hear me. I said, when you're ready to quit, God's ready to start. You put yourself on the system's clock instead of the kingdom's clock. My dad started a church when he was 65 and preached full time till he was 80. When he was 80, he was ready to quit. But everybody's looking at him and saying, you're 65, Social Security's kicking in, it's time for you to ride off in the census. So what does he do? He collects his Social Security check and he starts a church. And he builds a great church, which is the roots of the church I pastor today. So when everybody was ready to retire him, he started again. And some of you are ready to quit and God's ready to start. And what you need to do is sit right in that six years, spiritually speaking, and say, God, I'm doing what you told me to do. But for me to get over here, you're going to have to command a blessing my way. And you know what God will do? God will be God. God will show up. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. If God shuts a door, then you've got to understand that the, Cher- the book of Cherith dries up. There's an open door in Zarephath. Nobody's listening to me right now. Some of you, God can't get you to move into the promised land unless he drives you out of Egypt and then drives you out of the wilderness because you're so content for mediocrity and God saying, I'm going to shut some stuff down to get you into the place that I prepared for you because I'm going to bring blessings because of the blessing. How many are about ready for a commanded blessing? How about ready for God? I'm sorry, I can't remember, but what's your first name? Bob, God's saying, Bob, I command this blessing to be upon you to bring fulfillment to the original prophetic blessing over your life. What's your first name? Wayne. Wayne, I command, saith the Lord, blessings upon you to fulfill the original prophetic blessing over your life. All God is saying, Pastor Dosick, I command blessing to be upon you to empower you to fulfill the original prophetic blessing. Pastor Rossler, God is saying, I command blessing upon LD and upon Rhonda to fulfill the original prophetic blessing over their life because in the blessing is the blessings. Come on, hang in here with me. I'm just gonna get this up close and personal. What's your first name? Call. God is commanding a blessing upon you to fulfill original prophetic blessing. What's your name, son? 
Scott, I'm commanding blessing upon you, upon your business to fulfill the original prophetic blessing upon your life. What is it? It is a commanded blessing. And once God speaks it, there is no army of hell that can stop it. God has given the command and the command is I'm going to bless you so much that it will overflow you to the next two years. Somebody give God a praise. Well, God didn't bring that to pass. No. That's how Abraham felt. God said, I'm your shield and your exceeding great reward. And he says, yeah, I go childless. God said, why don't you just shut up? Because I'm going to bring, I'm no liar. I'm going to protect what I've said. And I'm going to bring it to pass. I want to ask you a question. Did any of you just write down one thing? Did any of you write down one thing that you're believing God to activate more in your life? If you did, just lift your hand up. I'd like to see if I got a church full or a row full. All right. We're going to blend faith here in just a moment. Because, but what I want you to think about now is in the blessing is the blessings. And when God looks at you, what's your name? John. And God's saying, John, I command blessing upon you to empower you to fulfill the original blessing over your life. And whatever you need for God to bring it to pass, God's looking at you and he's saying, I'm the one that told him to do this. He didn't tell me. I told him. Amen. Amen. So if I told him that I'm the shield, I am the protector of the blessing. Amen. So for the blessing to be fulfilled, I have got to command whatever he needs in 2017 to be released. And sometimes that's big. Sometimes it's medium size. Sometimes it might be smaller. But consistently, God's going to keep you moving to when you breathe your last breath, God will welcome you into the heavens and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Just lift your hands up all over the house. Father, we love you tonight. I pray that every person's had an ear to hear and a mind to perceive and a heart to believe. And I declare breakthroughs are coming into men and women's lives all over this church. I declare healing is coming because many of them, the devil is battling their bodies to stop them from fulfilling prophetic promise. Financial restraints are trying to stop them from fulfilling prophetic promise. Relational crisis is trying to stop them from fulfilling prophetic promise. But God, I declare mountains are going to move and miracles are going to happen. And I declare, God, in the name of Jesus, all Israel had to do was stand in that sixth year and say, God, we're going to obey you next year. We're not going to plant. We're going to do what you said to do. And we are looking for the commanded blessing. 
because we can't survive next year unless you do this. God, I declare the commanded blessing being loosed. The commanded blessing being loosed in the name of Jesus. And for the next 30 seconds, would you, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of tongues, I want you to lift your hands up. I want you to start praying in the Holy Ghost all over this room. Just all over the house, just begin to pray in the Spirit. Come on, come on, just stir yourself a little bit. In Him I live, in Him I move, in Him I have my being. God, we glorify your name. We glorify your name. We glorify your name. Let me, let me talk to you two for just a minute. God's getting ready to do some amazing things. Getting ready to do some amazing things. I don't know anything about you. Don't know what you do. But the more I think about what God had to do in that sixth year, he commanded some things. And as he commanded them, it created an overflow. And when I looked at you tonight, and I was just kind of walking back, your name's John? Carl. Well, forgive me. It's, it's all right. It's, yeah, Carl's a good name too. Carl, I, I could see you standing like in that sixth year and God just saying, okay, I command it. And God starts releasing it onto your life, spiritually, financially, in every way. And you two have been faithful. And I'm just here to confirm something. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now I'm looking at both of you. Both of you look strong. Both of you look healthy. But God said health and strength is going to flow into both of your bodies to give you. It's almost like he says, I want to renew your youth like the eagle. And I declare from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I declare, especially in you, ma'am virtue through your body in the name of Jesus. Okay, we're standing in the sixth year. We're standing in the sixth year and God's saying, I have got to command a blessing for next year. I've got to do something now to do what I am planning to do for them in the next year. And, and a lot of you think I just preach sermons to be preaching them, but I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm speaking some things into existence tonight. And I, I have watched you two stand faithful in this house year after year after year. But the Lord said, I'm going to lift the spirit of heaviness off of you. Is it Scott? Okay, I remembered that. I'm doing good. Sorry, Carl. Scott, I see God lifting the spirit of heaviness off of you. And I see joy on your countenance. Because the Lord said, I'm getting ready to command a blessing. I'm getting ready to command a blessing. And the two of you have been praying and you have been believing. But I'm preaching something tonight. You're going to have to grab this thing by faith. But God's ready to speak out of the heavens and say, all right, here's what I got to do to get them to where I have called them to be. And you're getting ready to feel the peace and the joy of God upon you like you have not felt in a long time. And Lord said, stress is on you. It's getting ready to lift off of you. 
and joy is going to hit your husband and peace is going to hit you. And God said, you watch me. I'm going to do something this year. I'm going to do something this year that's going to be the catalyst for the next two years. If you think I know what and how, I don't know because I don't know what you do. You could paint pictures or you could build houses, but the truth of the matter is the Lord doesn't care about that, what he cares about. Will you stand firm in what you know God has called you for and watch me command the blessing. Watch me command the blessing. And both of you look strong and healthy, but there's virtue flowing through your body and strength is coming into you. You're gonna to begin to sleep and you're gonna to begin to rest. And God said, my peace I give unto you in the name of Jesus. Somebody praise God. Somebody praise God with me. Somebody praise God with me. Glory to God. Come on, just keep praising him. I'm getting ready to agree with you over your things. Hallelujah. I don't know you too, don't know, what's your name? Keith, what's yours? Shirley, Keith and Shirley, God is commanding a blessing upon you. And Keith, I saw the hand of the Lord upon your mind. And God said, I'm going to quicken your thoughts. And this mind is going to be in you, which is in Christ. And you are going to begin to think the thoughts that are in agreement with what God's future and plan is. And what's your name again? Shirley, I declare virtue through your body. There is healing, anointing flowing through you. But the Lord said a commanded blessing is being released upon you in the name of Jesus. I saw like a fire in the abdominal area of your body. And you've been experiencing some complications with some things. But that power of the Holy Ghost is going through you tonight. And God said, I have heard your prayers and your your cry from your place of intercession and God said watch me command the blessing on your house somebody praise God somebody praise God hallelujah come on come on come on help me help me the wisdom I declare I command and declare a commanded blessing on Geralt and I declare that which is the original God said will be fed by a 2017 release that will create a supernatural overflow and I declare let this mind be in him which is in Christ I declare divine direction divine ideas and I declare you're coming out and you're coming in to a new day and into a new season I declare the spirit of wisdom be upon you in the name of Jesus I declare a commanded blessing on you woman I declare peace and I declare discouragement will break off of you tonight and your faith will arise and the enemy will be scattered somebody bless God somebody bless God I declare a commanded miracle upon your house I declare a miracle upon what you put your hands to do in the name of 
Jesus of Nazareth. I declared last night, you were here last night. Did I pray? Were you here last night? Or do you just look like somebody that I thought? No, I thought I laid hands on you last night. I see this year. I see the last 150 some days of this year. God started to release things into your hands that it's not just going to be uh, in your hands and out of your hands, uh, but it's going to be the groundwork uh, for greater blessing upon your future in the name of Jesus. Uh, glory to God. Glory to God. Uh, I don't know if I prayed with you earlier this week, but I saw God's hand right here. And I saw his hand over your heart, over your circulatory system. And there's an anointing going through you uh, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Uh, and there is blessing coming in to both of your futures. Uh, and for some reason, I see two streams of blessing. Uh, I see blessing that comes to you. I see blessing that comes to you. But I don't understand this. God said, I'm getting ready to add a third stream of blessing into your life. I don't know if it's something new you're going to begin to do. But God showed me a stream that is kind of your river and a stream that is your river. But he said there's a stream that is going to be their river. And God said in this year, I will command blessing upon the two of you in the name of Jesus. I wish somebody would give God a shout. Hallelujah. 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 Commanded blessing. Commanded blessing upon your future in the name of Jesus. Commanded blessing is coming upon you in the name of Jesus. God said fear, anxiety, worry, stress is getting ready to break off of you. Stand firm in the fact that if you do what God said to do, he will speak it. And when he speaks, no mountain can stand before it. In the name of Jesus, give God some praise. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. What's your name? Clint, how about you? Mary, are you guys together or just friends? Not married. Well, you can fix that later. Uh, that's your business. Clint, I sense the angels of God around about you. And the Lord just wanted me to remind you that he has repeatedly protected you. Remember he said, I am Abraham, I am your shield. Well see, there's an original God said over your life for God to use you for your generation. And what you've got to do is say, God, I gotta bring things into order. I gotta bring things into alignment with what you want for my life. And God said, I've got that original God said over your life. And I am ready to command a blessing. And I, I know this may sound strange. It's like God is leaning over the heavens and looking at you and said, I'm ready. But I got to get you to do some stuff that I've been dealing with you about. And when you do what I tell you to do, because that was the condition with Israel. You're sitting here in the sixth year 
are you going to obey me in the seventh year? And if you are going to obey me in the seventh year and you vow to obey me in the seventh, then I'm going to command that blessing in the sixth. Are you catching it? And the Lord's looking at you and say, all right, I got you right where I need you to be. Now, are you ready for me to command the blessing? If you are, then you got to commit to me that this is where you're heading. Because there's a call on your life, Clint. And the devil's been fighting you ever since you were a little boy. And the angels of God have intervened and have protected you. It's like I see on more than one occasion, accident or destruction could have come. But God stopped it. And God stopped it because the word is nigh you in your mouth. And he is raising you up to be a mouthpiece to speak to your generation. And the enemy is trying every turn in the road to stop you. And I came to preach to everybody. But I'm going to tell you something. The strong call that it's on your life and the enemy has been battling with you and there's some things in you that you struggle with and you know what they are but the Lord said I love you man and I'm leaning over the heavens and I'm looking at you and I'm saying just like with Israel okay you're in the sixth year are you willing to say yes to the seventh and if you are I'm going to command the blessing now I've got a feeling you're willing to say yes and if you will say yes maybe when I get here next year the Lord willing, I will hear about a great miracle that has happened in your life because I believe the mouth of God is ready to open and command the blessing and the yokes are getting ready to break off of you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Somebody praise God. Commanded blessing. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, my God, my God, my God. The anointing's getting ready to come upon you tonight. Everybody all right? You can sleep in tomorrow, it's Saturday. God's getting ready to touch you tonight and the spirit of joy is gonna come upon you. Girl, I don't know anything about you, but when I put my hand on you, the Lord said, tell her I'm getting ready to heal some things. And, and the Lord used the term wounds that occurred in your life many years ago. I see some things probably over a decade ago that happened and it, it, it tried to destroy you. But God has a way of being a shield. He's saying, I have a plan, what's your name? I have a plan for Kristen. And the devil tried to take you out just like he did Joseph at 17 when God spoke to him. But some things happened to you, Kristen. And God said, I'm getting ready to heal some wounds. And when I do, you're going to rise up in the Holy Ghost. And you're going to look at yourself and say, I am who God says I am. And you're going to begin to rise up. This, this guy holding your hand over here loves you. He's just all silly sometimes. He loves you so much. And, and, and uh, God puts you two together because you're going to make an impact in the kingdom. But there is an original blessing that God is ready to loose and command blessings. And you guys are right on the verge of God releasing breakthroughs. Now, I don't know if you wrote anything down on the more thing. But I don't know. I don't know what this is all about. I don't usually get into this, but I see a house. I see a house. 
I, and what I'm saying, I'm not just talking about a roof over your head, but I see a dream. And God saying, I know what you said of how, I don't know how this can happen. But God said, I want to show you something. If you'll seek me, I'll add stuff to you. God said, I'm going to release supernatural favor. I don't say this kind of stuff too much, but I see a house with your name on it. And maybe you already own one. That's fine. But I see a house with your name on it that's not just a house, but it's what you've always dreamed about having. And I declare a commanded blessing upon your future. And I declare favor on both of you. And there is healing flowing into your body tonight, Christian. You're young, but there's a healing flowing into your body. There's been some things that you have struggled with emotionally, but also physically for, an, uh, for a length of time. And some things are going to shift in the next 150 days of this year, saith the Lord. Somebody bless God. Somebody bless God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. What's your first name? Jason, I declare a commanded blessing upon you and your house in Jesus' name. All right, I want you to get, I want you to get your, if you've written something down, I want you to get it. I want you to get it in your hand. I want you to get up out of your seat. Meet me down here right now. If you've, you've written it down, if you're writing it down, fine, come in a minute. We're going to believe God for some things. Believe God for some things. Whether it's financial, whatever it might be. Glory to God. Glory to God. I don't care if it's one thing, a dozen things, as your faith is, so be it unto you. But I, I, I want... I, I, I want you to dive in here with me in faith maybe you just wrote something down say I need $100,000 or I need uh, $100 a week raise I need more on my weekly income maybe as a pastor you're saying I need more people you want more headaches come quickly come quickly we're going to believe God we're going to believe God you know brother Rossler I I've laid hands on prayer lists and things like that for years, but I really want to tell you and Rhonda something tonight. I don't know what you wrote down, but you're going to see God. Don't lose the piece of paper because there's a commanded blessing coming to you and you're going to cross those things off and say God did what he said he would do. God did what he said he would do. I want to ask you some of you a simple question. How many of you wrote down just one thing? A few of you. How many wrote down financial things? All right. I want you to say this with me more. All right. The problem is not believing for more. The problem is settling for less. That's what I preached the first night. I want to ask you this question. How many of you are in a hard place? A difficult time in your life? A challenging time. All right. Last night I preached the overflow that comes out of the difficult time. It's coming to you. And how many are ready for a commanded blessing? How many of you believe God has spoken a distinct thing about you? Not about me, about you. You can't take my 
prophetic blessing. That's mine. It's got my name on it. I have an open door in front of me with my name on it that no man can shut. But you have a prophetic blessing and I believe God is going to release blessings and he's going to command a blessing upon you. Now I want you right now with whatever you have in your hand, whatever you've written down, I want you to lift it up toward heaven right now. And the Lord would say to every one of you that has lifted your hand, I see everything that you are believing me for. I see the miracles that seem impossible that even when you wrote it down, you do not know how I can bring it to pass. But I declare even unto you that I am the God of signs, I am the God of wonders, and I am the God of miracles. And I am the God that moves mountains and heals bodies. I am the God that brings peace to troubled minds. I am the God that will cause the windows of heaven to open and pour out blessing that there is not room enough to contain. And I declare unto you, saith the Lord, that I will do impossible things. And I say unto thee that need more health, I say unto thee that growths and cancer will begin to dissolve. I say unto thee that have asked me financially that I am well able to bless you, saith God, and to cause you to prosper and overflow at a level that is greater than you have ever known before. Be not afraid to ask me for the home you want. Be not afraid to ask me for the increase in your revenue. Be not afraid to ask me for the enlargement of your business because I am the God of more. And I say even unto thee that peace shall come into your minds and the attacks of the enemy that have warred with your thinking shall be broken. Depression is not your inheritance but peace that surpasses understanding. Uh, sadness and heaviness is not your inheritance but joy that is unspeakable and full of glory saith God is your inheritance uh, and I declare no weapon formed against thee shall prosper saith God and I declare unto thee your countenances will change and I declare I will renew your youth like the eagle saith God. Some of you have been aging prematurely because of stress because of many other things because of abuses in your life but I say unto you as you bless me I will renew your youth like the eagle you will mount up with wings as of an eagle you will run and not be weary you will walk and not faint and I say unto thee that you will be part of a revival you will be part of a move of the spirit you will be part of a harvest that is designated for the last day and you are not here this night by chance nor by accident you are here by providential decree for the enemy has fought many of thee to even prohibit, prohibit you from being in the house of God but I say even unto thee you made your way into my presence and you shall leave with faith that shall move mountains saith the Lord of hosts somebody give God a praise Somebody give God a praise. Somebody give God a praise. Somebody give God a praise. 
Somebody give God a praise. Somebody give God praise tonight in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Yokes are breaking. Miracles are getting ready to manifest for your future. And the barriers that have tried to hold you back are being broken, saith the Lord of hosts. The Lord's hand is upon thee, daughter. Peace, peace, peace is coming upon your thought processes. And you will see how I will move mountains for your family, saith the Lord of hosts. I want to say something. And Pastor God is planning great young married couples in your church. And I just, I see it. But I'm telling you something, God is gonna prove himself to you people. God is gonna prove himself. I look at you guys and I look at you and I look at different ones of you that I prayed, but God's gonna start proving himself as you stay faithful in the house of God. He's gonna start proving himself and he's gonna start opening doors to you that shouldn't be opened at your age or shouldn't be opened at your current financial levels. And he's gonna start giving you favor. And you say, I don't understand, but maybe you guys will start talking to these guys, say, well, what's happened? Oh, this happened and it shouldn't have. And you'll say, well, that's weird. That's what happened to me. And I got favor and we're, we're getting ready to buy that home that we never thought we could have. Or we're, we're, we, we got a raise and a promotion that we shouldn't have got. And are you following me? Something's getting ready to break in this young married couple generation of your church pastor and they're going to begin to be the next generation that's going to perpetuate the power of the gospel throughout the world and if anybody's happy give God a shout of victory right now hallelujah hallelujah I just declare a commanded blessing upon whatever you've written down. Whatever it's gonna take, whatever it's gonna take, whatever it's gonna take, I declare. Oh, you, you wrote more than one thing down, didn't you? Yeah, it looks like you got a whole notebook there or something. I'm gonna to say to you what I said to Brother Rosser, don't lose it. You're gonna start marking it off. You're gonna start, you're gonna see an infusion of blessing coming upon those situations. And some of them, it's not just gonna happen, it's gonna take miracles. Anointing is getting ready to come on you, the girl with that Atlanta sweatshirt on. Power and the presence of God's getting ready to come on you tonight. You're young, but there's virtue going through your body. I don't understand this, but whew, breathe on her tonight. God, the power of the Holy Ghost. I declare the touch of God on you tonight uh, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah, just lift your hands up, start thanking God for it. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Dr. O, there's something on that list. Let me step back here. There's something on that list. And you have believed God for impossible things before. But I don't know what it is on that list. But there, there's something that you say, God, if you don't do anything else ever, do this. And I, I, I'm just not talking, I believe God is getting ready to show up with a commanded blessing 
with a commanded blessing, with a commanded blessing. Because God told me to remind you of something. Years back, he showed you some things about you, about your wife, and about your family. And you have watched God bring those things to pass. So now he's saying, in the blessing are the blessings. Now this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I think it's making some sense to you. Because I see you and your wife and your children are little. And God started dealing with you about you, about your wife, and about your children. And the Lord said, I am the protector of what I say. And I declare a miracle come in Jesus' name. Somebody praise God. Somebody praise God. Stay with me. Pastor Dosick, come here just real quick. Lord said to me tonight, and I, this, and I know I've been, sometimes I repeat myself, but in the blessing is the blessing. And I don't understand this. It may not be anything you have ever said to me, but I see you back at the dirt floor garage before we knew each other. But God had spoken to you about you. And Lord said, you are getting ready to see an infusion of blessing because I, it's, it's almost like this. God said, I'm gonna turbocharge you to fulfill all that you thought was crazy dreams back then. And Lord said, prepare yourself. And, I, and we talk about a lot of things when we're together. But I'm telling you something, I heard God speak to me tonight. He said, I'm getting ready to bring an infusion of blessing to where you will not have to worry about certain things to where you can be focused on the things I created you to do. And I believe this with my whole heart between now and the end of this year, you're gonna see some manifested miracles that is gonna lift stress and pressure off of you and you will live in that which the psalmist said, he will renew your youth like the eagle. It's like the Lord said, I'm gonna roll some years off the calendar for this next push that I'm gonna to bring to pass because it's more. God said there's more. God said there's more. And God is raising up a generation of young men and young women in this church and they're gonna receive you as an apostolic anointing into their lives. And they're gonna look at you as a spiritual father but you're gonna be released to do the things that you know God has raised you up to do. But Lord said there's about three things that have been stressed levels. It's like I see the enemy pushing on one shoulder then he's pushing on the other, then he's pushing on your head and it's like he's trying to push you down and God said boom, boom boom 
you're going to feel about 100 pounds lighter because it's getting ready to lift off of you. And God said, you're going to soar into a high place in the spirit. The greatest signs, the greatest wonders, the greatest miracles, the greatest financial releases that you've ever seen in your entire ministry. I believe the wheels are turning now. In the sixth year, God commanded a blessing that carried them for two more years. And I'm declaring unto Peter Dosick a commanded blessing that in one year there will be such an overflow that it will carry you for two years after in the name of Jesus somebody bless God glory to God glory to God Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Nicole, you dot I's and you cross T's. You're a, you're a detailist, you always have been, you always will be. But the Lord said the worry is going to lift off of you. Lord said the mountain of fear that people battle with many times manifests itself in worry. And God said, you are not gonna worry about tomorrow. You are gonna see the hand of God so strongly in motion that you will look to the future and say, okay, God, the commanded blessing is hidden here. And by the time we get over here, there's been such overflow that we weren't even worried about over here because you did so many miraculous things over here. And it's coming, it's coming to this church, it's coming to your personal family, and you're gonna see everything that God has said brought to pass. And the Lord said, I've dealt with you individually about every one of your children, about the anointing, the call, the gifting, the destiny. And the Lord said, you will see in the blessing, the blessings are gonna be released at things I told you when you were 10 and 12 and 13 years old. God said, things that have not yet come to pass, prepare yourself. Because as I said to your father, there's an infusion of the blessings coming and people are gonna to begin to receive the anointing. All right. I want to say something to you as this church. You need to receive the gift that is in this young woman's life. Now I want you to hear me. You need to receive the gift that is in her life because God's getting ready to to dial it up a notch. There is an, there is an overflow of prophetic that's gonna start coming out of you because you got a prophetic personality. You might as well let the gift flow at its full optimum level. But the thing is, you have held back for years because there, ha there was wounding criticisms that were launched at you years ago that the enemy has tried to keep embedded in your spirit. And God said, I'm plucking all of that out and you're gonna to begin to release the fullness of what I have anointed you to do. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet. And God said, this generation is going to receive the anointing that is upon your life. Somebody give God a praise. Somebody give God a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to shake hands with two or three people. Tell them I'm going to get more before this year is over. Glory to God. You can return to your seat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, just tell one more person, I'm going to get more. I'm going to get more. I'm going to get more. God's going to overflow me. 
This is your year, buddy. This is your year. This is your year. In the blessing are the blessings. Praise God. Give God one more good clap offering tonight. Hallelujah. I pray that what God gave me for you is, is a blessing to you and is, is ministered to you. And I'm going to receive the offering tonight. A lot of you have made commitments on Wednesday night or Thursday night. And, you know, sometimes the eagle flies on Friday. And people get paid on Friday. And so they've been waiting to sow that seed. But I, I want to humbly say thank you for 32 years that you have blessed us and helped us continue to do the work of ministry. And I, I want to thank you for that because the Bible says you believe the prophet, you will prosper. And I believe you'll grab what I preached to you these last three nights. There will be a prophetic release of blessing upon you. There are three people in this house tonight, and I'm not going to ask you to stand up. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. But there are three people tonight. I have asked for some specific amounts in this meeting. But as I was praying tonight before the service, there were, God said there are three people here that there is a seed that you need to sow. That if I had the three of you come down here, the seed would not be the same. But it would be a significant seed that God is speaking to you about. Because you are believing for some barriers and some miracles to manifest. And you're saying, God... This is what I need to do. And God may have been dealing with you about it on Wednesday night. He may have dealt with you about it on Thursday night. But tonight I want to confirm something. There's, some, some, there's three of you out here tonight that you need a breakthrough before this year is over. And you need a breakthrough before this year is over. It might be a $200 seat. It might be a $500 seat. It might be a $1,000 seat. I don't know. But I do know this. There's three of you in this house need to listen to God, need to be obedient. Say, well, I, I committed to give this or give that. I understand that. But if God's speaking to your spirit, this is not about Tim Bagwell. This is about you, it's about the Lord, and it's about a release in your life. And I believe if you'll hear the voice of God and obey the voice of God, God will bless you. I believe we're in a time of new beginnings. And uh, I'm, I've been in ministry for 45 years. I'm looking for some new beginnings. I'm looking for some things to happen over the next two to three, four years. I, I'm looking for that commanded blessing that creates an overflow that I can say, my Lord, God, you did this here and it's carrying me all the way over to here. And I... I, I, last night I challenged people to sow an $88 seed and I'm going to reissue that challenge because I do believe something. I believe when you sow as a reaction to the word of God, I believe it shows you grabbed it and you grabbed it enough to say, I believe God's getting ready to do something for me and my house. Listen, I just didn't preach some cute little message on how many believe there was prophetic revelation in this message tonight all right now if you're grabbing it then there needs to be a seed sown in agreement with it so when you think back were there some distinct moments in your life that God really spoke to you that this is who you are this is what I'm going to do with you now I want you to grab that and then I want you to say now God in that blessing are the blessings.
And when you grab something like that, I challenge every one of you. I want you to prepare a seed. Maybe that seed is $88. Maybe it's $500. Maybe it's $100. But I, I, I feel like tonight, God is going to start talking to different ones of you. And how many believe we're going to move some mountains tonight? I am believing God. I don't know what you guys wrote down on your own list, but I am believing God for a supernatural increase in your church. I really am. I, I, I'm feeling it so strong for you. And Lord said, don't let anything. He said, I protect what I speak about you. I protect what I speak about you. There's some of you tonight you just need to listen to the Lord. So I'm just not sure what the Lord wants me to do. Then sow an $88 seed. Sow a seed and say, I'm believing God between now and the end of this year that a new beginning is going to be activated in my life. I'm believing for fresh, new, greater things to happen in my life. I'm believing for 88 new people in my church or new families. Get the whole family. I, I, I'm believing for a door to open in this new season that instead of having just enough, we start operating in more. We start operating in overflow. So I want you to get your seed prepared. If you need uh, an envelope, if you need anything to put your offering into, then just lift your hand up and the ushers will wait on you with this unless it's already in the pews. But if you need anything to uh, help you give, then just hold your hand up. But if you have your seed prepared, if you have your seed prepared, some of you are praying about some things, so I'm not trying to rush you. Uh, if you're wanting to write out a check with more zeros on it, then I just want to give you all the time you need. But if you have your seat prepared, I'm going to do this maybe a little different tonight. If you have your seat prepared, I want you to get up and meet me down here right now. Get up and meet me down here right now. And as soon as you get your seat prepared, then come on down because we're going to pray over it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm really praying for you, LD. I'm praying for you and Rhonda and your family. And I believe you're going to have a testimony that out of the hard place came the overflow. I don't know what you do, young man. Come here. I don't know what you do. I don't know what your career is. But I declare hundredfold blessing on this seed. I declare hundredfold blessing on this seed. I declare blessing. Do you, do you guys work for somebody or do you have a business? Both. Well, that's pretty accurate. Because I see breakthroughs coming. I see breakthroughs coming. Uh, it may sound sorry, but I declare more on your future. I declare your tithe will increase. I declare your ability to give offerings will increase. And I declare every need will be overflowed in the name of Jesus. How are you, Mike? It's good to see you and your lovely wife. Now lift your seat up toward heaven. If you're still coming, that's fine. We're going to pray. I declare in the name of Jesus that the devourer is rebuked. Glory to God. I, take your hands down for just a second because preachers are bad about leaving you with your hands up in the air. I, I, I get into kind of a prophetic flow and it's not naturally just calling people out. 
I don't know what it is about this offering. I, I really don't. I don't know what it is about this particular offering. But I'm telling you, some of you are going to look back and you're going to remember sowing this seed. You're going to remember sowing it. God's going to quicken it back to you. And he's going to say, that seed activated a breakthrough. That seed activated a breakthrough. I, I really, I, I couldn't even press on with a prayer of blessing on because he wants me to tell you something. That seed is going to activate a breakthrough. That seed, this seed is going to activate a breakthrough. And I, I want you to grab that in the spirit. I want you to grab it in the spirit because God's going to begin to do something in your business. He's going to begin to do something in your careers. He is going to begin to release some things. There's some of you, some things you're going to need to sell and you're going to sell some things. Some of you are going to acquire some things. Some of you are going to see investments instead of it increasing by 10 or 20%. They're going to double or triple or quadruple and you're going to say, Lord, I never dreamed that this was worth this. But the Lord said, I'm getting ready to command a blessing. I am getting ready to command a blessing. You're already down here. You already written your check out. I'm not trying to play a game with you. You're already here. But I declare in the name of Jesus, lift that seed back up. I declare in the name of Jesus that the devourer is rebuked. I declare in the name of Jesus uh, that the favor of God has been activated. I declare in the name of Jesus between now and the end of this year, these people are going to see significant things happen in their life and in their finances and all that they put their hands to do. I declare not 30, not 60. I'm declaring hundredfold miracles. I don't know what you have written out in this check, but I declare in the name of Jesus that that which you have believed for as a couple that is like the enemy has tried to block it again and again and again, the walls shall come down and I declare a commanded blessing in the name of Jesus. Somebody give God a shout. I'm, I'm believing God for something, Pastor Rossler. I am believing God between now and the end of this year, you're going to see a significant financial increase in your church. And the attack of the enemy, the Lord is going to rise up and he's going to protect the integrity of who you are, protect the prophetic promise over your life, and release revenue into your ministry to do the things that you and your wife have been believing to do but finances have restrained it and I declare it in the name of Jesus of Nazareth I rebuke the devourer and I declare an open heaven over this seed in Jesus name give God one more good praise tonight hallelujah hallelujah I want to say this, if you have your seed ready, just lay it down here on the step. They'll collect it here in a few minutes and uh, gather it up. Just lay it down on the step. I want to thank your pastor for continuing to invite me back to this great church. And I want to thank him for his friendship. And even though he abuses me verbally, uh, you know, about my golf game, I just feel like it's not a smart thing be at somebody's church and beat them in golf you know so I just submit to losing praise God not by a lot just a little bit it, he feels better when he wins he's a very, very sensitive person but I want to say this to you before I go you're in a safe house you're in a great house and you're under integrous leadership 
this man right here that leads this church is one of the most honest, integrous, generous, finest men that has ever preached the gospel. And every day you ought to get up and thank God for your pastors. Welcome him back, Dr. Peter Dosick. Thank you, Brother Tim. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't forget if uh, you haven't got that, you, you need to get that DVD series or go online and get the CD series. Hopefully it's cheaper. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, Sunday morning, God has put a word in my mouth. And uh, thank God we are done with the seven kingdoms that dominate this earth. And we're going to invade them. We're going to transform them. We are going to be positioned in them. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, But God has been, uh, been dealing with me. He gave me a word. He said it's time to burn the fields. And let God replant them. So join me Sunday morning. And uh, you be blessed. Have a great Saturday. God bless you. Thank you.